This is an Appalachian Vibes mini-episode from WNCW. I'm your host, Amanda Baki. Appalachian Vibes is a show dedicated to challenging the expectations and celebrating the diversity of music and art created in and around Appalachia. Appalachian Vibes is brought to you by Galax Tourism, made possible by Virginia is for Lovers. Thanksgiving is a time for tradition in Appalachia. It's also a time to make new traditions, but above all, it's all about the food. My guest is food column writer and journalist for the Galax Gazette, Shannon Watkins. My name is Shannon Watkins. Um, I'm a reporter for the Galax Gazette and the Independence Declaration. I cover the city of Galax and part of Grayson County, which is part of the Twin Counties area of Southwest Virginia. Galax is where the Old Fiddlers Convention happens, which is one of the largest bluegrass conventions in the world. I personally was born and raised in Eastern Virginia over in Suffolk, um, went to Radford University and uh, kind of fell in love with Appalachia and ended up living here for years and years. And eventually, I wasn't right away, landed a job in journalism and I was a journalism major and um, kind of just went from there. And because I am great at following the money, uh, I majored in print media. So, you know, I had to take time out of counting, you know, the fat stacks of cash I have to, to come <laughs> here today because Sunday is cash counting day. So, you know. Well, I'm so glad you had time to put aside your piles of money <laughs> to make it here because I had to put aside piles of laundry. <laughs> Literally. What is it like covering Appalachia? Um, I had already lived in Appalachia for a fair, a, a fair while before I actually got into, or got, I guess, back into journalism. Um, there are a lot of culture shocks for me as a Tidewater native, um, like social statuses and, and things have changed over the years. And I'd be hard put to say, well, I I've noticed this versus this nowadays, but I mean, it's, it's social status was very different. Um, people were at once more reserved in some ways and very frank with you and others. I mean, I saw like a 16 year old boy one time call, I think like an 80 year old lady, he just called her by her first name. I think it was Polly or something like that. He said, well, Polly, how are you doing today? And I mean, where I came from at the time I was raised, it would have been Miss Jones or Miss Smith or, you know, very formally. That's your elder. You use a title. You'd be very formal with it. And and here everybody is just kind of on a first name basis, no matter what. You see a little more of, of the titles. I grew to see them, but that was very different. The other thing I've noticed is the lack of like a lot of multi-layered social strata. Everybody makes a point of pulling together. Everybody makes a point of getting along. Like for so for several hundred years, it was like, well, we can vote for whoever we want to. But the people here are the only your neighbor's going to be there for you. The guy you voted for might do something that will roll down and help you. But you're on your own. You know, there's a lot of self-reliance. There's a lot of pride in a good way. There's a lot of kindness. Um, there's a lot of just, it's just assumed you're going to pitch in and help. It's assumed that your neighbor's going to help you. Um, there, I, there's the, the stuff that stuck out to me when I was much younger was like the negative stuff. And then as I get older and you're, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Your heart kind of opens up and you notice all of the good things too. This piece is titled Holy Goodness by Shannon Watkins. 
An acquaintance I know through work was hanging around the office once and casually dropped a reference to the tater hole. The what? I asked. Honestly, I cover Galax, which is all of eight square miles or so, and yet every day I'm hit in the face with something brand new. So he explained to me that years ago on Interstate 77, please tell me this is new to someone besides myself, a truck full of potatoes crashed around milepost 22. Its payload burst out and rolled all over the place. Some tumbled downhill off the road through a gap in the vegetation, put down roots, and started to grow. For years, I was told, there were potatoes growing free down in that little spot, nicknamed the Tater Hole. Twin counties, be honest. Is that a real thing, or do y'all take turns coming up with new stories to make my head spin? I heard this a couple of years ago, and every time I'm on I-77, I have an urge to pull over and go looking for feral tubers, enthrall as I am to the glamour that is the legend of the Tater Hole. Thankfully, I'm always in too much of a hurry to stop, so some luckless state trooper or sheriff's deputy doesn't have to stand there silently reciting to himself a list of every other thing he'd rather be doing, while I explain I'm looking for a vegetable that sits in cheap abundance at a grocery store all of five miles away. For the sake of a story, you understand. Which brings us to this week's recipe, the potato-based Moravian sugar cake. I found it on the Facebook page of Southern Lifestyle magazine Garden and Gun. It turns out the Moravians, pacifist, German-speaking Czechs who settled in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, among other places, were, and are, really excellent bakers. Moravian sugar cake has a dimpled surface and an intensely sweet cinnamon topping. Traditionally, it's baked around Easter. I'm not certain as to the symbolism or if there is any to speak of, and I immediately started prepping a potato. The results were so delightful, I honestly don't know why we don't do more potato-based baking. While there are plenty of places you can find a recipe, all a little different, but producing mostly the same cake, I got this one from the P. Allen Smith website, P-A-L-L-E-N-S-M-I-T-H dot com. Some helpful hints. The original recipe as given requires you to cut the butter into the brown sugar and cinnamon to make the topping, which just resulted in clumps that didn't melt enough to form an even layer. With that in mind, I'm recommending you melt the butter, brush that on first, and then just sprinkle the dry mix on top. It seems a lot more accurate in terms of results. Also earlier on, please note you should not salt the potato or the water you cook it in, and make sure you mash it very thoroughly before you mix it with the yeast. I'll also admit that the soft but not sticky consistency of the dough is a matter of opinion, but if you don't go over four cups of flour, I think mine took three and a quarter, you should be fine. Please note that this doesn't rise a whole lot until it's baked. Also, when dimpling the dough, don't punch all the way through to the bottom of the pan, but don't be afraid to give it firm pokes like you're jabbing someone in the arm during an argument. And of course, start with a good fresh potato not one that's turning green or leaking a smelly brown fluid or sprouting eyes. If the stores come up empty for potatoes, I've heard of a great place where you can get one. If a state trooper should show up while you're looking, even better, ask them if they've seen the tater hole. Explain that you're baking a cake. I'm sure it'll make perfect sense. That's Shannon Watkins with the Galax Gazette with her piece, Holy Goodness. You can check out her food column at pmg-va.com. Appalachian Vibes is brought to you by Galax Tourism, made possible by Virginia is for Lovers. Galax Tourism, building our future while celebrating our past. You can learn more about Galax at visitgalax.com. Appalachian Vibes is listener nominated. You can nominate an artist, musician, or writer at appalachianvibes.net. You can also catch up on past episodes there. I'm Amanda Baki. 
I'll see y'all next Saturday at 6 a.m. for the full hour of Appalachian Vibes from WNCW.